Forest, Florenzi, eccolo il cross tagliato di testa, che gol! 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 Il magnifico, il magnifico, il magnifico rettore! Entertainment capital of the world. What a strike! What a goal! What a comeback! What a game! There are no words to describe it! It's the TC Martin Show. Léger hors jeu, mais cette fois-ci, il n'y en a pas pour Marco Reus. Très fort devant le but! Oh, Prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. El largo pifio. Messi la tiene. Messi, Messi, Messi. Ahí está Iniesta. Gol! 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 Cerebro! Cerebro! Cerebro Iniesta! The doctor is now in. I hope you like me now because you're going to have me for the next two hours. It's your boy, Jose Volonte. We are coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. You are tuned in to the T.C. Martin Show here live on KSHP Radio, 1400 AM and 107.1 on the FM dial. And, of course, streaming nationwide on the TCMartinShow.com. Remember, Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m., always streaming live on TCMartinShow.com. The doctor is still on the road, taking some time off today. Aces playing today, Seattle against Seattle Storm. We're going to have the doctor on the phone line here midway through the first hour. Got a lot of other things to talk about. we got a great show on tap for you guys today. We have our guy Sam Gordon joining us midway through hour two to talk a little bit about Earl Spence and uh, Crawford. He was at both workouts the last two days. We're going to talk to him about that. We got our female friend, unbelievable journalist out here in Las Vegas, Paloma from Fox 5 News joining us about midway through the first hour as well or top of the second hour to talk a little bit about the Mountain West media football days that we had the last two days there. UNLV Rebels not chosen that high in the rankings. Obviously, it's early. Rebels on the football side never really get chosen that much. But guys, do me a favor. If you guys already know, I like doing the whole video stuff. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're out there watching and you're you're following me, Jose underscore Volonte on the Twitter side. Jose underscore Volonte on Facebook and, of course, on YouTube. Same exact thing. Jose Volonte, Jose V, Straight Bet Sports. We decided to go live on the video side today, Nunchuck. So I appreciate you for setting that all out for us now. If you guys are watching, drop that like, press that comment, drop that share, and we'll go from there. Let everyone know what it is that you are tuned into today. Now, I was listening to the show that the guys did yesterday. Yep. It's kind of hard to top that because they came in firing on all cylinders. Not not, not even going to lie about that. I'm sitting there going, how the heck am I going to top these guys today, right? But we're going to talk about things that are here locally, nationally, and things that are just going on in the world of sports in general. Now, one of the biggest topics of conversation, Nunchuck, right now, Women's World Cup. Yes. Is out. Has already started. Has been started since I think it was one, two in the morning, whatever it was, midnight. Now, not too many eyes were being put on that World Cup prior to the World Cup starting. There was a point in time where they started giving out free tickets, trying to get people to show up to these games, which brings back that conversation, right? Equal pay. We want the same money. It gets to the point where 
this is where we're showing you with all due respect why you don't have that extra money. We have to find a way to get that revenue coming in the right way for the ladies. And it's just not there yet right now. And this World Cup is proving so. To start off the World Cup, New Zealand shocked Norway today one nothing. They are the co-host of this World Cup. Australia, one nothing as well, beating the Republic of Norway later on tonight, 7.30 p.m. on Fox. Nigeria taking on Canada. And the Philippines, 10 p.m. start tonight, late one on Fox Sports. Philippines taking on Switzerland. I'm going to be honest with you. Only teams I'm going to be watching here are going to be USA. And that's probably it. I mean, there's not much else to watch when it comes to the Women's World Cup. Yeah. It's kind of like watching women's basketball on the college side when you saw UConn for so many years. It was basically UConn against the world. But the biggest thing here that I've, that I've been thinking about, Nunchuck, is how are they going to find a way to get these ratings? How are they going to find a way to get viewership? All the conversation that I hear and, and the excuses in a way that I hear as well, there's been a lot of other games and tournament games and club games for females, for women, that have been selling out in Europe, in London, in England, things of that nature, but yet it's not translating to the overall World Cup international type audience, right? That's the audience that, at the end of the day, you want to capture that. You want to be able to get those eyes, those ears, and those conversations from all over the world, not just in one portion of it. But I think the women are going to win it all. Again, I think they got the best team out there right now. I honestly, from what I've seen, from what i followed, I don't think that there's any other team right now in the world that can beat the united states and it's funny how we have that conversation over and over again how the women are so good yet the men are so bad right why does it happen that way why is it that we can create such great talent and product here in the states and keep it at home but yet we can't do the same with the men's national team what is it about the men and the women that's so different that we can't figure that out I don't know what your takes are on women's soccer or just soccer in general. I know you're not a big guy. I'm not a soccer guy at all. In general, but if the women are so good, where's the where's the disparity? Where's the difference? I just don't see it. I don't get it. They're all from here. Not only that, the majority of the men's national players that you're getting are of Hispanic heritage. Now, does it beg to differ the question? Maybe you start going a different route, trying to get a lot more homegrown talent. On the men's side of the soccer pitch, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to help or not. We've seen clubs do that in Mexico where all they hire are Mexican soccer players. They won't go after the European, the international guys, because they want to stay to the homegrown. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But it might be time to start doing that here in the international side of soccer. Maybe it's time for the men to start taking a little bit of a step back and realize what do we have here homegrown that we can pull from? Because a lot of the U.S. women, yeah, they're from Hispanic nationalities and things of that nature, but a lot of them are fully homegrown 100% of the way. So if you guys are watching, Women's World Cup has started. Make sure you check that out. Tune in on whatever networks they are. I won't be watching much of it. I'm not going to lie. And it's nothing against the women. I love women's sports. I cover the aces. We cover women's sports all the time. I talk to women that are in sports all the time. So I don't want people to come out and start sending me these text messages and these narratives that you hate women's sports and you're trying to down them. I'm not. I'm being 100% honest. And the numbers are there and they don't lie. They have to give out free tickets. We hope that the ratings can be there, but they might not be because look at the times that some of these games are starting. You got three, four, five o'clock. 7 o'clock at night, East Coast is 10. Then you got 10 o'clock games here on the West Coast. That's 1 in the morning on the on the East Coast. You're going to be missing out on a lot of viewership, and I get it. The World Cup is always like that, whether it's a men's or women's World Cup, right? You're always going to have that time difference depending on what side of the world the World Cup is being played on. But good luck to the women of the U.S. 
Hopefully they can pull it together and get that W and get the cup. But Leo Messi is the other big topic of conversation yep. in soccer right now. Yes, yes. So tomorrow marks his first official game for Miami Inter FC. CF or whatever they're calling themselves, right? This is quite possibly the biggest move in the history of sports. Not only when it comes to what Messi is going to make as an individual, right? With the money that he's getting paid with his contract. If you guys do not know the full extent of his contract, this contract was finalized and made in part because of Apple. Apple came in and said, look, we already have a contract with the MLS. All the games are, all the packages are on our network. We're going to go ahead and sweeten the pie and give you a percentage of that if you come. So what did Adidas do? We'll do the same. What did MLS merchandisers do? We'll do exactly the same. We're going to give you that. And not only that, Nuncha, they're going to market him in any way possible that they can. And this is every single team, not just Inter-Miami CF. I was watching TV yesterday and on the Spanish network, it pops up on the bottom right. Friday, Viernes, Inter-Miami versus Cruz Azul. And then right on top, you got a picture of Messi and it says, Messi. The marketing has begun and they are going to drain every single worth of money and marketing that they can for Messi. And I don't blame them. This is the biggest move for soccer in the United States since David Beckham made his move to the MLS and signed the contract where he was able to buy an MLS franchise for $2 million. He now has a franchise that is valued over a billion dollars based off of an evaluation of the greatest, which I like to call and I will continue to call, the greatest soccer player of all time. For him to come to the States is just absolutely insane. Any game that he will be at, you cannot find a ticket less than $800. That's that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy to me, but it just shows you the value that one individual has, right? The pool that one individual can bring. Now, I know a lot of people aren't too happy about it. One of the players from the team, which I, I will say and I will keep unnamed, came out and said, we're not ready for Messi. And a lot of people were shocked by that. What do you mean we're not ready for a player of Messi's caliber, right? How do you say we're not ready? Well, it's not that they're not ready as a team to play. If you guys do not know, they are the worst, second worst team in the MLS when it comes to the record. And now they're playing Cruz Azul, which is also the first worst team in the Mexican Liga MX right now. So it's just funny how that works out, right, for them to start. But they said, and I quote, paraphrasing here, He's not ready, and we're not ready for him. We're playing in a temporary stadium. Again, for those that you not know, they are building a new stadium for them to play in. This is a temporary site. There's times that during games, fans can just freely walk on the pitch. After games, there's times where we have to get to our car, and we don't even have security. So what makes you think that we can support and actually house a player of Messi's caliber? I never thought of that. I never thought of that as the security portion of it. Now, if you saw the videos and the pictures that came out of Messi at the Publix in Miami, he was freely walking around. Now, <laughs> my dad lives in North Miami Beach. He's lived in Hollywood. He's lived in those areas where Messi is going to be at now. If you've ever been to any of those supermarkets in the middle of the day, anything can happen. Those places are pretty ghetto. 
So for Messi to come out and walk in the middle of everyone the way that he did is just insane to me because it goes back to what that individual said on their own team. We're not ready for an individual of his stature. The other thing, if you guys already saw, the roster. Again, I know, Numchuk, you don't know too much about soccer here, but for all you Barcelona fans, Inter-Miami CF now has Leo Len Messi, Sergio Bisquets, Jordi Alba, and they are trying to find a way to get Luis Suarez out of Brazil to come play. This is four of the premier superstars, megastars, that Barcelona had in their magical years when they won all these clubs, tournaments, all these international tournaments, all these trophies and titles that Messi won. You now have these individuals, one that came out of retirement and said he'll be sketched to still play. Now, I know some of these guys are in their mid-30s, but let's be real, guys. The MLS is not La Liga. The MLS is not the French League. The MLS is not the English Premier League. But the MLS has turned a lot of heads. Granted, they're not that profitable. We know that. How does a league that loses money almost year continue to find a way to charge people to invest so much in these clubs, right? They find a way to do it and they continue to do it. But I think it's great. I think the fact that Messi came out here, and I'm going to say this, and I got the audio clip and I'll put it out there. I said it three years ago on my show, Straight Bet Sports, when we were having this conversation, where will Messi end up? Some people said he'll go back to New Old Boys where he started back in his days in my when Argentina. Some people said, no, he'll find a way to get back to Barcelona. Or maybe he'll even go to the English Premier League to try to prove to people that he can win cups everywhere in tournaments just like Cristiano Ronaldo did, which is the, the an individual that he gets compared to always, right? I said he will find a way to get to MLS. He will be in Miami. There is no way that David Beckham does not make this possible and does not make this happen, but he did. He found a way to get the biggest superstar in soccer, if not in all of sports, to find a way to get to Miami and bring him to the MLS, and he did. So hats off to the owners of Miami CF, because it's not just David Beckham. It's a lot more people that are involved in that on the back end. And big ups to the MLS for finding a way to make this deal possible where everyone was involved, revenue-wise and financially-wise, to bring it in, right? But great stuff. I'm excited for tomorrow. Messi's first game against Cruz Azul in the League's Cup. Should be fun, man. But once again, Jose Volonte and for the Dr. T.C. Martin here on the T.C. Martin Show. Got my guy, producer Numcha, behind the big board. Remember, tomorrow I will be live from the Westgate Superbook, 2 to 4 p.m., same time, the world's largest Superbook, home of the giant 4K video wall. Not only that, enjoy it in the comfort of a non-smoking environment. If you don't like to get all that smoke in your face, go ahead and check us out. We will be there live tomorrow. Normally, it's T.C. there in studio, but... I will be tomorrow live there with my guy, Chris Wynn. We'll be talking to our guy, John Murray. I believe he'll be on with us as well. I um, believe John and Jay will both be on. I'm not sure about Jay. I didn't get told anything about Jay. Okay. But, hey, we can get Jay on the show. Why yeah, not? I, believe, I was told both, but okay. that might be TC, that man. Might have changed. TC, man, you got, you got to give me a little more entertained over here and updated. But look, a couple more news and notes here locally, man. I know that the guys yesterday kind of tapped on it a little bit with Josh Jacobs and that whole situation and everything with Saquon Barkley. But the one thing that they did not, did not tap on, which basically came out afterwards, and Saquon came out and said, 
might have to take it to this level. And what he meant by that is basically say F you to my team. And he's basically saying he holds all the marbles, right? He holds all the cards when it comes to the contract negotiations. Now, I know I'm going to get a lot of slack for this. And I'm going to and I'm going to be one of those guys that people are going to come after for saying this. But when Saquon Barkley is number 10 in 10 running backs in the last five years, statistically, and you're asking for the type of money that you want, I'm sorry. I'm going to harp on this again. Too many guys trying to get paid way too much money. And remember, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to get paid, but if I'm the Giants, I don't give him this money. You already screwed up by giving Daniel Jones $40 million, which absolutely a year made no sense to me. But Saquon already got paid, and no one is talking about that, and that's the biggest issue to me is that everyone wants to say, pay the guy. He deserves it. Look at his stats. Well, statistically, he's the 10th best quarterback in the last five years. 10th best quarterback in the last five years. And you're talking to me about giving him Derrick Henry type money or, 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 or big name money like a quarterback. It's not going to happen, guys. What you guys need to understand is that the quarterback market has completely disintegrated in the NFL. Quarterbacks, running backs now, excuse me, are limited to three, four years max. After that, you're pretty much on the downwheel spiral of your career. And remember, Saquon has been hurt majority of his career. He's missed lots of games in his career. Now I get it. 16, 13, 2, 13, 6. But that year with the two, and even the year where he played the 13 games, statistics weren't there. He had a great year last year, and his excuse is, well, Daniel Jones is who he is because of me. With all due respect, a lot of quarterbacks are who they are because of their running game. Sam Darnold completely disintegrated and disappeared last year when Christian McCaffrey got hurt for the Panthers. Baker Mayfield, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb go down. Look what happened to him in, in, in Cleveland. Career started to disintegrate. Quarterbacks look good because of running backs. That's normal. That's what running backs do. That is part of your job. Your job is to not only run the ball. Your job is to pass catch. Your job is to block for your quarterback. Your job is to make your quarterback's life easier. That's every running back's job. So don't come out here and tell me, well, I you know, I did this and, you know, I mean, I I, I think I deserve it. Because that's every running back's job. You already got paid, but what else have you done? Honestly, to be one of the highest paid running backs in the league, when statistically you are the 10th best running back in the league. That just doesn't make any sense to me. So if you guys feel that Saquon Barkley should get paid, that's good. That's your opinion. I don't feel that the Giants should pay him what he's asking for. I think he should get paid. And the problem is that these guys have way too much leverage to not show up to training camp to say, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to be there. Look at a guy like Tony Pollard. Well, no deal for me. Franchise tag. I'm signing. I'm there. Let's go. I'm ready to play. Do you want to be Le'Veon Bell? Look what Le'Veon Bell did. He technically took a pay cut after signing with the New York Jets because if he would have just signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers, he would have got the money he wanted. He lost money. His career went downhill. The guy's boxing somewhere now as a celebrity to try to stay relevant in his career. Darrell Rivas, another guy held out for the Jets, pulled the hammy. If you guys remember that play against Randy Moss, and then the career wasn't the same. Yeah, he won a Super Bowl after he left, 
and went to to, to the uh, to the um, to the Patriots. But what happens to these guys that hold out? Look at Chris Johnson, Tennessee Titans. That guy's career completely disappeared. So guys, if you think that holding out is the best thing for you, it was nice knowing you. You had a great career, Saquon. But I think your career is going to be over at this point. I think you find a way to get paid what you should get paid, not what you feel you deserve to get paid, and work from there. Continue to prove your worth. Too many guys are getting paid way too much. I'll say it again, and you're going to hate me for saying this. Josh Allen is one of the biggest jokes and overpaid quarterbacks in the NFL. If you like participation trophies and you like regular season trophies, then by all means, Josh Allen is your guy. He is the Marty Schottenheimer of quarterbacks. The guy will be great, look great, but why? He doesn't have a running game. He has to do more. Of course, that's what quarterbacks do. He keeps taking way too many hits. You think that's really going to last? It's not. So Saquon, good luck. Giants fans, good luck. Sticking to that division, though, the sale of the Commanders is now final. Breaking news here. $6.5 billion selling price. It was $800 million in 1999. Just shows you how much it's gone up. 700% profit. What would you do with that type of money, Nacho? Would you, would you go to buy me some Freddy's and we go eat some Freddy's frozen custard? Freddy's. Or just go buy one? Just go buy a whole franchise. I'm going to go buy a whole point. franchise. Buy the whole state of Nevada's franchises and just start yes. them at that point. Hook up with our guy TC and see if we get some more sponsorships out of it. Yeah. You never know. But, I mean, it's good that that team's finally sold because, with all due respect, we know that Snyder is the biggest piece of garbage when it comes to owners and all of ownership. People like him should not be in any position of power at all. I'm talking about 100% should not be in any position of power, and not only in sports, but in businesses in general. How is it that we allow someone like this to stick around as long as he did? Appreciate our guy, Chris Wins, chiming in. He's the one that gave us our thing here. Daniel Snyder officially is out. Done deal. Commanders are being sold to the Harris Group. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with that team now. Not necessarily front office-wise. But culture, right? Right, Numchuck? Because that culture has to completely change. Yeah. Because 100%. not only were women being treated like absolute trash, but the players weren't being treated the way that they should be. Coaches weren't being treated the way that they should be. No, exactly. Yeah. When you're all over the place in the front office and as a head coach, you're worried about what's in the media and you can't focus on your team, that doesn't help. Doesn't help at all. But will they change the uniform? Will they change the name once again? These are the questions that you have to start asking, right? As a new ownership, knowing what happened in the past, right? Knowing what this organization has been known for, it's nothing pretty. I say you scrape this organization from top to bottom. You get good PR people to come in and help you to find a new logo, find a new uniform, and find a new slogan. The hell with this hell to the Redskins, hell to the Commanders. Come on, guys. Let's come up with something better. Let's come up with a better slogan that shows you appreciate and respect the loyal fans that stuck with you through all of this and are still there no matter what at the end of the day. You have to find a way to get that fan base back and show them we are here for you. This is no longer about us. This is no longer about the money that we can bring in 
or what we're going to bring into our pockets, right? This is all now about what we want to do for you guys and what you guys want. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the coming days with the NFL, with what they do with the sale of the team, what the Harris group is going to do once they come in. So interesting stuff there, breaking news, like we said, coming from the NFL. Once again, Jose Volonte sitting in here for TC Martin live on the TC Martin show. We are coming to you live from Las Vegas here at the KSHP Studios, 1400 AM, 107.1 now on the FM dial. And of course, always tcmartinshow.com. And remember, if you missed any part of our first half hour, any part of the previous shows, tcmartinshow.com under the podcast section. Also, check out the interview page and hear from our great previous guest and go to the current and classic interview podcast pages anytime on the tcmartinshow.com. But look, guys, we got to go ahead and take our first commercial break here of the afternoon. But when we come back, we're going to have none other than the doctor himself, TC Martin, joining us on the other side of the break to talk all things aces and food. Because I want to see what he's been eating today because I haven't checked out his page yet because I wanted to leave it a mystery, Numchuck. So when we get back, we got to see what it is our guy TC Martin is eating. But remember, Jose Volonte, Numchuck in the studio for TC Martin. We'll be right back after this commercial break. <laughs> Check out his big stethoscope or not. It's the Dr. T.C. Martin. Jose Volante, back at it on a Thursday. Throwback Thursday here, live on the T.C. Martin Show. We are coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. KSHP 1400 AM, 107.1 on the FM side. And, of course, nationwide, tcmartinshow.com. Make sure you check out the website if you miss any part of the show or previous shows. But now, waiting for us on the phone line. He, he's a regular here on the show. You know, we, we have him on from time to time. No, I'm just joking. What's going on, my guy, TC Martin? Joining us live from Seattle to give us a little bit of the update here on the Aces. But before we do so... What is the food for today, TC? You know, we got to talk about the munchies. Come on now. Well, um, I'm, I'm working backwards, man, because, uh, you know, I've got a great dinner planned tonight. Hopefully, um, this game does not go into overtime, double over- overtime, then I'm done. <laughs> okay, because as we know, the restaurants here in Seattle close early. But uh, my man over at the Metropolitan Grill, he says, man, just get in the door by 945. I'm going to have your steak waiting for you, the French onion soup, your steak fries. We'll all be ready to go. So I think I'm going to go you know, talk to the team and Becky before and go, okay, let's wrap this thing up quick. All right, quick blowout, no timeouts, because i got to get some food in one of the best steakhouses in all the country. So how's your time been so far, man? It's Thursday. You've been on the road for a few days now. Are you, are you tired? Or are you just ready to get to work like always? No, ready to get to work, man. Uh, I really like Seattle, too. I, you know, a great arena there, that Climate Pledge Arena, um, you know, sits on the same land where, you know, the key arena was, Seattle Center Coliseum before that, the old Seattle Supersonic days. And uh, it's just a beautiful arena. And speaking of Supersonic, I firmly believe, I guess so many people asking me, Hey, is the NBA coming here? I go, well, you guys live here. You should know. But I think so, man. I, I think it's going to be Vegas and Seattle when it comes expansion time. Uh, it's a great city, great basketball city, a lot of heritage here, nice arena. So, yeah, right after I get done with you, man, and like I said, it's, uh, it, I think I'm going burger time. Um, 
I go in burger time. I found a spot here where they do the fresh cut fries too. So I'm, I'm kind of, you know, torn between I go where the fresh cut fries are or the burger is. The burger looks a little better than the other place. So I don't know, man. That's where I'm going. Had the good breakfast this morning, the French toast with the bacon. So, uh, yeah, yeah, food is, is a priority here, as you know, my friend. So I saw the new ride. Are you kind of upset that you don't have it with you, I'm guessing? <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Driving it through the streets no. of Seattle with that Alfa Romero. Yeah, it's, it's it's really nice. And shout out to my guy Chop man for uh, for hooking me up uh, with that. So that is uh, that's a nice ride. But that ride is just sitting comfortably in Las Vegas, uh, uh, sitting in uh, in some shade right now, man. So TC, let, let, let's get to the game here. Obviously, you have two teams going in two opposite directions. Aces four and one in their last five, as were Seattle. 0-5 in their last five. They just can't seem to figure it out. Obviously, we know the roster moves and everything that happened there. A whole revamp, basically, right, with the face of your franchise no longer there. But the Aces trying to get their 20th win on the season and continue to just take over this league right now, TC. What can we expect tonight from this Aces team? Just pedal the metal and continue to keep going? Yeah, pedal the metal. And, uh, you know, earlier today at the shoot-around, everyone's, you know, feeling pretty refreshed from the you know, the all-star break, even though a lot of the aces didn't get much of an all-star break because you had, you know, four competitors in there. And then, of course, Becky Hammond, you know, was coaching. So they didn't get a chance to, to get any of the real downtime. But they're ready to go, man. They're really loose today. And uh, you're going to see a, a, a new member of the Las Vegas Aces as well here uh, tonight. And uh, they were breaking her in. Uh, and that is um, Ashley Jones, mm. who uh, had a great college career, not many people are probably familiar with her, but uh, she was an All-American uh, at Iowa State, and she was playing with the Dallas Wings, and they released her at the end of June. She wasn't getting much playing time. But uh, with Candace Parker you know, being out, now Candace didn't even make the trip, so she's not going to be on this road trip at all. So, And we kind of talked about that you know, last week, that uh, they're going to be real easy with her. They're going to make sure that she rests and uh, that she's ready to go for September. Like I said, she's got you know, right ankle or left foot right now. So um, she's not even traveling with the team. So the Aces decided to do an emergency contract uh, with Ashley Jones. I don't know how much time she's going to get, but I can tell you, man, this girl can hoop. And I was watching her drain threes earlier today. And it's so funny because, you know, Becky's talking about, you know, hey, you know, we're not a volume team of, of shooting threes, but you all have the green light. You know that. I want good quality threes, this and that. And you should have seen the look on Ashley Jones' face like, I got the green light. Oh, I love this team, <laughs> you know. So, uh, you know, she's a really good three-point shooter. So they're going to work her in. She'll probably see some time, um, you know, if not maybe tonight, you know, some time here in the next, uh, you know, couple games. The Aces fans will, will like her. And, uh, yeah, this team is ready to go. No question. T.C. Martin joining us here on the T.C. Martin Show, talking a little bit of Las Vegas Aces. You mentioned Candace Parker. What kind of update can you give us? from Candace, when can we expect to see her back out on the court? Is this something that might be long-term or is she right around the corner of getting back out there? No, I think it's, uh, there's no timetable. And so when you hear no timetable and, you know, it's like Raquana Williams, you know, she, she's not making the trip. Candace Parker hasn't made the trip. So they want us to be extra careful and they're going to take their, their time. And when you go and you sign a player, you know, to this emergency type of contract, you know, join a team here in the middle of the season that tells you that your injury problems are, um, you know, they're a concern. You know, I, I can tell you that the team is very concerned. Becky Hammond is concerned. And, uh, you know, they're not 
saying when the return date. And the Aces are pretty good about that. And I say good in the sense that they don't like to lead people into like false expectations. They don't like to say, okay, this person's day to day. This person's, you know, going to be out for 10 days. You know, you just want to just kind of let, let the healing process, you know, happen. They'll bring her back when she's ready. But I think it's, uh, you know, it's definitely a concern. So, TC, I, I forgot who posted this, and I was trying to look it up, and I can't. But as soon as I do, I will retweet it. I believe it was Willie Ramirez. But he interviewed one of the players here during the All-Star break from another team, and she said something to the liking of that the she does not believe the Aces are the best team in the league and that they can be beat because they do not have a bench. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? I'll tell you first. I disagree with it. They just haven't played their bench as much, but I think their bench can't handle the load when needed. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, again, I don't know who said that. And, you know, saying that, I don't know who that player was, but obviously, you know, a comment like that, like, have you been watching? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you playing in the league? <laughs> I mean, this is a team that is clearly, I mean, it's not even close, you know, to who the best team in this league is right now. And, you know, we're talking about this is a legendary, great team that you're already having the comparisons, you know, to the Houston Comets that won the first four or WNBA championships. I mean, this is what kind of team this is. So, no, the bench is not a concern, you know, right now because Becky doesn't play much of the bench anyway. I mean, the Aces usually only go about seven, maybe eight deep. And you got to remember, you know, down the road, Raquana Williams will be back. Candace Parker will be back. And, um, you know, Becky really likes what she has in Kirsten Bell and, uh, and Kayla George, and they are getting better and better. But you know what? You know, here's the thing with the bench, too. Okay, you've got these athletes that are in supreme shape. I mean, most of them aren't even at the peak of their career. I mean, Asia is in year number six. And, you know, the same thing with, with, with KP, you know, played lightly in her first couple years of her career. Jack Young is in year five. I mean, you know, Chelsea Gray, I mean, she's, you know, right in the peak of her career. The Aces don't have foul trouble. You know, they don't have any foul trouble. And so you never really have to worry about, oh, Asia got three in the first half. She's got to sit out for a while. And then you need another big to come in. They play very, very smart. And that's why, uh, you know, the bench is not really that much of concern. Yeah, you want to be able to go, you know, eight, nine deep. But you got people at the end of the bench that, you know, have been starters in this league, like Sydney Colson. I mean, she's way at the end of the bench, you know, mm-hmm. you got a player in Kayla George who has been all Australia for the last four years. And she's really not getting a, a, a chance to play. And you got an up and comer like Kirsten Bell who keeps getting better and better. So yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about the bench at all. Uh, we know the aces have the best starting five. And uh, as long as they stay healthy and don't get into foul trouble in games, which they really never have, no worries. So if there is, if any, on this team, what would you say is the weakest link or something that they need to fix before it gets exploited? There is not a weak link, you know, right now. If anything, you could say sometimes they don't have a great detail for rebounding and sometimes against bigger, more physical teams, they can get crushed on the boards. Uh, We've only seen that, you know, come into play really you know, in, in the two losses and they've been able to kind of withstand that. So that is a priority of emphasis, you know, with Becky, she's always, you know, hammering, let's go. We got to block out, you know, got to be tough on the boards. They got to be physical. Could giving up second and third shot. So yeah, 
if there's a weakness, I would say the rebounding to a certain degree. Um, but again, you know, when you have a free flowing offense and you have a good lockdown defense team, especially at the perimeter, um, you know, and I'm not saying that you should never worry that this team isn't going to, you know, lose a game. I mean, they're going to lose games, no question, especially when you get in the, in the road situations. But I think when it comes time for September, this team will be focused, be locked in as long as they're healthy. And they're clearly, you know, the favorites uh, to win the, another championship. Yeah, our guy Chris Wynn chimes in. If you know, TC, I told you we're doing the video today, so we got people chiming in. He says, by the way, it's a ridiculous take. The bench is solid with Clark and company and Williams. We'll be back. It's a clown take. I agree. I think it's just a player in the league trying to create something that's not there to spark a conversation because the Aces are so good. They're going to get hate from all over the place, right, TC? Yeah, no question. And I'm glad you said Alicia Clark. She's one of my favorite players. And you know, when she came in, I said, wow, look out. I mean, here's a two-time champion with the Seattle Storm. Uh, she's such a, a veteran presence, lockdown defender, uh, hitting nearly 50% from beyond the three-point arc. I mean, what a weapon she is to have. And just, it's scary to think, okay, once, you know, Raquana Bay Williams comes back, you got Alicia Clark off that bench, and then Candace, you know, gets healthy. It's scary. I mean, you know, then you're talking about a team that's down nine and even go even go ten deep. So yeah. And, and uh, speaking of Alicia Clark, uh, tune into the broadcast on the radio side. You know, tonight six thirty pregame show as Alicia is uh, my pregame guest along with Becky Hammond. And uh, you know, Alicia spent a lot of time here in Seattle, nine seasons with the Storm. And as you said, Jose, this team is is not the same Seattle Storm team. But she was here, you know, with Brianna Stewart and Sue Bird and. You know, Jewel Lloyd, you know, coming up and uh, some great teams that she was part of. And she's got, you know, two rings to show for it. So, yeah, I I love Alicia Clark. She's great. T.C. Martin once again joining us here on the T.C. Martin Show. My last question for you, T.C., I'm going to flip it over and go away from the Aces. What have you seen from Seattle this year? What do they have to do to try to find a way? Obviously not this year because it might be done already for them. But what do they have to do to find a way to get back to their winning ways and the culture they had when they had Stewie there? Well, they got Jewel Lloyd, and you saw what she did the All Star game. Oh, you know, yeah. MVP, thirty one points. Uh, she's you know leading the WNBA and scoring at twenty six a game. So she's phenomenal. So you just got to keep her here. You got to build around her. You know, again, it's it's a really successful franchise, and they have smart people running this franchise as well too. So see, I'll be back. I think they just need to you know get draft picks and and, and draft appropriately. And this is still a destination, you know, for free agents as well, too. But again, they're, they're in a downward spiral right now. They just, just don't have a lot of help to help, uh, Jewel. And they really don't have, you know, much size. Meg Bugor, they got her, but, you know, she's actually having like career year and, you know, she's like, you know, six, five or so. But for the most part, they just, they just need help. And you're right. They've kind of just said, okay, you know, we're going to go through the grind for the rest of this season, but. Uh, I think they'll they'll address their needs. They'll be good. Like I said, it's a it's a it's a proud franchise, and uh, you know they they're struggling this year, and we're not used to that. But uh, they'll be back. TC line currently sits at aces minus sixteen and a half money line minus twenty five hundred over <laughs> and under minus one seventy. What are we looking at? You you want to lay a, a, you know lay twenty five dimes for it to win a dime? I mean that's pretty, pretty that, that's pretty automatic. I mean just tell Numchuck to go to the bank. I mean uh, you refinance know, your house. You're tell, good. Tell tell C Wind to you know to uh to stock up on the tips and uh and, and, and go to the window with that. I mean 
that's what we got to do there. Yeah, that's a big number, man. But again, you know, get used to it. I mean, th- those are the numbers. Um, would not surprise me if the Aces cover this number tonight. Uh, you know, you you know, people know me. You know, I, you know, you want to be a little teaser pleaser. Get that thing down to ten. That's a lot more comfortable. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just find somebody to team it up with. But uh, no, I think they're focused. Um, they're ready to go uh, tonight to start this road trip. Uh, you know, in, in the right way. Seattle will give them a, you know, we'll give them a test. But uh, I think, you know, the Aces will, will come prepared tonight and uh, be ready to shoot the lights out. So it uh, should be a good Aces win. And I think the Aces have a great opportunity to sweep this road trip going to Minnesota, uh, you know, on Saturday and then, you know, Chicago on Tuesday. So, you know, right now all, all the focus is 3-0 and on the road trip. So I don't know what the number is, but I'm going to look it up and we'll talk about it tomorrow from the Westgate since we're going to be talking numbers. But I'm pretty sure the Aces – have been a 10-point favorite or more in every single game this season, TC, which is absolutely insane because them winning by 20, it's not even a it's, – it's no sweat. Like, you can basically see them doing it night in and night out. It's insane. I think the number – three games they have not been a double-digit favorite. Okay. Yeah, so Connecticut uh, – well, four. Yeah, Connecticut twice, uh, New York. Um, those were, you know, five-and-a-half, six, six-and-a-half-point lines, and then there was a – there's eight and nine. So probably of the, well, you know, 19 or 19 to 21 games, I'd think 16 or 17 of those games have been double digit favorites. Okay. And I got to see, like see how many times they've covered and all that this season, team totals, all that, because I know they've been making betters a lot of money. And I keep telling people, TC, the WNBA is not just to watch, it's to enjoy, and you can make money from it if you handicap it the right way. It's true. No, absolutely. If you follow the league closely, you know, you, you can take advantage of, of some of these lines. And you, sometimes you got to go on the other side of that, too, because, you know, the Aces lines are inflated a lot. And there are opportunities where you can take the underdog in those situations. So you got to keep an eye on that. But, uh, you know, a good time to bet the Aces normally is when they're playing a top tier level team, you know, like a New York or a Connecticut. And those lines, you know, traditionally are a little bit low. And then that's, you know, obviously they get pumped up for every game, but they really get pumped up for those games. So, though, you know, they've done a good job of covering those type of games. And then you just got to watch spots. I mean, especially, you know, if you're talking about a, you know, third game on a road trip and say if that line is really, really inflated, then sometimes, you know, you can take the underdog in those situations. But, yeah, if you follow the league, I mean, there, there are spots, you know, out there where you can beat the books. Final thing before I let you go, TC, the Aces are going to take on the Liberty, try to get their second Commissioner's Cup championship on Tuesday next week. I'm sorry, Tuesday, August 15th. Now, what do you see from that? Because this tournament is starting to grow. It's actually being relevant in the league. You see the NBA now starting their own little midseason tournament. What are your thoughts on the tournament in the WNBA so far, how they've come about doing it and having everything happen, and this game going into next month? All right, yeah, so the Commissioner's Cup is a situation where they have, uh, you know, 10 games where you're playing in the first half of the season against, you know, conference opponents. And specific, you know, games are called Commissioner's Cup's games. And basically the team with the best record out of the West, best record out of the East, they meet in a one-game championship. And so the Aces clearly were the best team in the West. Uh, I believe the record was 9-1. Uh, and 9-1, and yeah, you know, against those foes. And then you look at, yeah, the only game they lost was to Dallas. And then New York came out of the East. So it's a one-game situation. Uh, Aces get to host the game because they have the better record. Last year, 
Aces um, had the best record in the West. Chicago had the best record in the East. And Chicago ended up hosting the game. That was a game where the Aces won, won the Commissioner's Cup. Chelsea Gray was the MVP. So, believe me, uh, Aces got this circled on the calendar. And, you know, I had uh, Commissioner Kathy Engelbert on during the All-Star game. Uh, she was just talking about that game as well, too, like how excited that the league is about this and have Las Vegas hosting it. You know, that's really cool. That'll be the first time Aces have hosted this. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Believe me, there is this rivalry between uh, the Aces and New York. There's always been a rivalry between Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart, mm-hmm. all-star captains. But when, you know, Asia, you know, with the Aces and Brianna Stewart with the, with Seattle Storm, I mean, those are some, some great battles, you know. And so now they kind of want to, you know, take this thing and, you know, with the talk of super teams and all that sort of thing, you know, you throw in the Connecticut Sun, those really are the three best teams, you know, in this league right now. So anytime they uh, match up, I mean, that's going to be some must uh, see TV, must view viewing, uh, hearing, listening, because we've got to always plug the radio, right? But yeah, August 15th in the house, brother, uh, that will definitely be another sellout. And just and from here on out, expect all of the Aces games to be sellouts. Oh, trust me. I go to the games. We cover the games. I have friends that try to get tickets, and they're like, it's sold out. I can't believe it. I can't get there. So definitely get your tickets and get them soon because it will sell out. First game of the preseason, we had these two teams. A lot of people conversating saying, hey, is this the finals preview? That's what it's starting to look like now. It looks like we're going to get that actual preview next month. But TC, thank you for letting me sit in for you, my brother, and thank you for giving us a few moments of your time. I know you got to get ready for the game. Give your plug one more time before we let you go. Yeah, like I said, uh, get, get ready and go right down the dial and listen tonight. 6.30 pregame show, ESPN 1100, 100.9 FM, tip off at 7 o'clock, Aces and the Storm. And uh, let's plug away with uh, with Jose. Jose's going to be at the Westgate tomorrow uh, with the Sea Win. And uh, i got a great guest list there. John Murray will be joining you guys over at the Westgate. Love the Superbook. So, and I know you're going to have a great time over there. Uh, just make sure that Bev, Bevy Bev takes care of you, okay? Okay. Should we should be bringing you your drinks, man? Uh, and uh, you know, just tell her, hey, TC told me to to order the chocolate shake. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. Bevy Bevy Bev, yeah, she she'll take care of you. But uh, yeah, just keep listening, Jose. I appreciate you uh, stepping in, man. You uh, today, tomorrow, and and Monday. Uh, appreciate you big time. I know, man. Three days in a row. Jeez, at least I get the weekend off, so that's good. But I appreciate there you, you go, TC. <laughs> hey, be easy, man. Take care of yourself. Enjoy the game tonight and kill it on the radio like you do every day, my guy. Thanks, brother. Peace out. See ya. Yes, sir. TC Martin joining us on the radio here on the phone lines. Like I said, he's, he's, he's a local you know, guest here on the show from time to time. If you guys have heard him, you know, you might know his voice. But not just all jokes aside, man. Good stuff there with TC as always. We got a few... uh Updates to talk about here in the world of sports. There was baseball already. A lot of early games today. See wins. Detroit Tigers going on the road. 3-0. Sweeping the Royals, I believe, now in that one is a final. Chicago White Sox on the road in New York. 6-2. New York Mets, guys, figure it out. Because it seems like you want to get hot and then you take a back seat. Not sure what's going on there in New York. But Toronto Blue Jays at home. 4-0 taking out the San Diego Padres. Another team in the Padres that all this money being spent yet. They are on the back end of that division trying to look up and find a way to get to the top before the season is over. The Giants starting to cool off, lose on the road to Cincinnati 5-1. Cincinnati trying to find a way to stay in there with Milwaukee in that division. Milwaukee winning today too as well though on the road 
to the Phillies. 4-0 back-to-back victories there for the Brewers. Braves 7-5 at home against the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks starting to take a backseat slide there in the NL West after leading so much of it in the first half of the season. Is it going to be the Dodgers taking away and running away with the division? Or are the Giants going to hold on there and hang out with them and see what happens? Mariners at home right now going to the bottom of the eighth up 2-0 against the Minnesota Twins. Those are all the games that have been played or are being played right now. We got two more games left. Uh, sorry, three more games left on the MLB slate for today. 3 p.m. start. Baltimore Orioles on the road playing the Tampa Bay Rays, which are on a slide right now. Tampa Bay coming in as a minus 178 favorite. They got Glass now on the mound for them. Orioles with one of their best, better pitchers on the mound. Gibson pitching today, coming in at nine and six, four point seven ERA. As we're Glasgow three and three, three point seven eight on the season with his ERA. Cardinals on ESPN Plus today, going on the road to take on the Chicago Cubs. Chicago coming in as a minus one twenty favorite there. Cardinals trying to wait, find a way to bounce back and rekindle some type of fire here in this season. A lot of high hopes for them, but has not played out to their expectations. Astros going on the road, six forty p.m. start. Huge. Huge favorite, minus 235 on the road against the Oakland A's. Call me crazy. I don't like numbers that big. Give me the Oakland A's today. I think they find a way to scare people here and take the money. Don't go with the books. If you go with the books, that's a lot of money that's being bet on them. The books do not want Houston. Trust me, the books are riding with the Oakland A's today. That's what we have on the MLB side of things so far. Get out there. Get your bets in. I know I will because I love betting me some baseball, especially some afternoon baseball. When I get out of here, I'm definitely going to do that. But look, we are almost done with the first hour here. We've had a lot of fun. Second hour, we're going to have our good friend Paloma from Fox 5 News. She was at the Mountain West Media Football Days the last two days. I was credentialed, wasn't able to show up. Don't hate me, Mountain West. Mark Wallington, don't get mad at me, my guy. Things happen. Life happens. You got to work. But I'll be there for the regular season. I'll be there to cover the Rebels and give you guys all things Rebels the way that I know how to do best. My style, my way only. And not only that, we have a lot more things coming up with me. I got sponsors on the way. I got the show coming back. We will be here if all works out. Back at KSHP in the building where we should be, where we should have been. From the beginning, no disrespect to anyone else. We had fun times at other studios as well. But once again, it's your boy, Jose Volonte, here on the TC Martin Show with my guy, Nunchuck, behind the big board, keeping me in line, making sure I don't say anything that'll get me in trouble or do anything that'll get me in trouble. But remember, guys, we are live on the video stream as well. If you follow me on Facebook, do me a favor, Jose Volonte, press that like, drop that comment, press that share. We'll go from there. Same thing on Twitter. We are live right now on the video side. Jose underscore Volonte. Drop that like, press that share, retweet, drop a comment. We'll go from there. And the final one, YouTube. Jose V, Straight Bet Sports. Obviously, that's the name of my show. That's where you can find me on YouTube. We're live there right now. I can see your comments. I can see everything that's in there. I appreciate you. My guy, Chris Wynn, got to give him a big shout out. He's tuned in, chimed in on the Facebook side. My guy, my primo, Primo Eddie, he's been rocking with me my whole life, obviously, because he's my cousin. But with the sports side, he's been my ride or die, my number one fan. He chimes in and says, Inter Miami are literally Barcelona 2.0. That's what I was telling you, my guy. Everyone knows that they are becoming Barcelona. But look, tomorrow we got a fun show on tap live from the Westgate Sportsbook. Me and my guy Chris Wynn will be live with John Murray, possibly Jay Cornegay as well. Looking to get another guest there with us to talk some Raiders, hopefully, but not going to mention that name because we don't have one yet. But look, our number one in the books, we got our number two coming right around the corner. 
It's your boy Jose Volonte with Nunchuck in the studio. You're tuning to the TC Martin Show live here on 101, 107.1 FM and 1400 AM KSHP Radio and live on the tcmartinshow.com. We'll be right back. 